Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I come to Right 
and left heaven to dwell in the earthly flesh for over three decades and was laughed at and mocked and ridiculed and stabbed and beaten and slapped and spit in the face and paid the price for our guilt our sins and gives us hope and a future gives us redemption and love and strength he has the ability to give us peace and joy and comfort in the midst of the greatest tribulation that shall come and we cannot even be on time for worship services amen we cannot give him that much honor that much respect 
we treat him as if he is the garbage man instead of treating him as he is the king. He is God Almighty. Amen. And I do admire our sister Tiki in Australia that at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, regardless of being on that side of the world, that she is still with us every week on time. Amen. Even when she's late, she's still the first one in the room almost every time. Amen. And we should lift up those that are leaders and those that are examples to the others that we may follow their leadership and their example. Amen. We are at the door of the great tribulation, the time that should be more troublesome, more burdensome, more of a difficulty and trial and testing than any other time in our life. If we think we have endured hardship, we have not even imagined the hardship that we shall endure yet to come. We have not yet resisted sin to the point of blood, but some of us shall. Amen. I do not say these things to hurt and criticize and condemn, but I say these things to help people realize their downfalls, help people rise up to their calling, to help people rise up to their most holy calling. The Bible says that we should seek out and pray that we would be worthy of our calling, of our high calling. We have a very, very high calling. This is not a light thing. This is not something that is so trivial, so light, so little as just going to the grocery store or just checking the mailbox or just visiting a friend. But this is a court appointment. We have a allotted appointed time to be in the court of God. Our king is waiting on us. And the king looks out upon the court and sees an almost empty room. And he's waiting and seeking out and searching upon the earth to see if he could find even one righteous person upon the earth. Even one person that will be on time in the court of God. 
that will put him first, that will lift him high up, and will worship and serve him as the most holy, almighty God. Amen. He found only one man, Noah. In that time era, and there was many times upon the earth when there was a famine of the word of God because there was no man that could be found to give his word. Amen. And we stand upon an eclipse of time going from one era to the next. We are. We're at the door of the fifth seal, a time of change. And when the time changes, people are even more complex and confused and don't know what time that it is. Amen. When the time zone changes, People don't show up. Amen. But yet when the time changes, that's the most important time of all for the people to be alert. Amen. For the people to be awake. For the people to be spiritually dressed. Amen. If we cannot walk with the horses today, then how can we run with the horses tomorrow? Amen. We are in a very real and extreme war. We need to rise early, rise for the occasion, and put on that spiritual full armor of God. Amen. And different people have different lifestyles of types of work that they do, and some work is more demanding than others. People live in different time zones, and there's different situations. I understand that. But when it is time to rise, we should be here together as one body of one mind and one accord. Amen? And how can one part of the body rise up out of the bed and the other part stay in bed? We need to walk as one body and one mind, one spirit, and one accord. Amen? God is too good to us for us to treat him as if he is unworthy of our time. He is worthy of our time. He is worthy of our attention. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our attention. He is worthy of all thanks and glory and honor. 
He is the definition and the source and the origin of honor and respect. Amen. Praise his holy name. Praise God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that you would quicken your mortal body upon this earth. Rise us up. Give us steam. Give us energy. Give us empowerment from on high. And fill us up and overflowing with your Holy Ghost. And help us to rise to the occasion. Please help us to be more powerful, more incredible for you, Lord. Help us to be powerful witnesses upon this earth and a bright and blazing, shining light to this dark world. Let us not wait for a worse time to arise, but let us arise now. And let us not pray that you would send more laborers into the harvest, but rather that you would send us. Send me, Lord. Send each one of us now and let us rise to be the laborers. May we be found willing and able to do the work that you would send us forth doing. May we be your hands and your feet and your mouth upon this earth. And may we bring glory to your name. May the church be increased and edified like never before. May your will prevail in all of this worship, in all of this service, in all of the sermon today. May your protection be upon all of our brothers and sisters around the world. Please help them, Lord, with their internet connections, their computers, their phones, and all of these hindrances, that your empowerment would touch those hindrances, heal them, deliver them, and help them, Lord, to hear your voice no matter what. We lift up our pastors in Nigeria and our leaders in Australia and Korea and United Arab immigrants. We ask for a congregation in South Africa. We ask for pastors in Jamaica and Korea and Australia and South America. We ask, Lord, that your people be brought brothers and sisters for them to fellowship with in person. Brothers and sisters that will not betray you, that will not betray them, that will not betray the work of the kingdom. We pray for those that have fallen away to repent of their sins, to confess their sins, to confess their own faults, their own transgressions, their own disobedience and unfaithfulness. Rather than pointing the finger at others, and rather than pointing the finger at the leadership, that they would examine their own self and see and confess their own faults, repent and return to the body of Christ and become more active than ever before, that they may glorify your name 
and increase the work of your kingdom upon this earth in this very needful time. We pray for those that were hiding behind the scenes, for them to be delivered of their paranoia and of their fear and of any hindrance that is prohibiting them from being a greater part of your body. We pray for them to rise up and fulfill their calling be an active part of this body in Christ Jesus. We pray all this according to your holy will. In Jesus' name so be it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise Jesus. God is so good. Amen. Let's turn to Jeremiah. And if you have the Alpha and Omega Bible available, online, PDF, or paperback, we're going to Jeremiah 37. But if you have a different translation, then it would be chapter 30, Jeremiah 30, because the chapter numbers are different. The arrangement of chapters and verses are different in the older Bibles. The older Bible meaning the Greek Septuagint. Bible, which is the Alpha and Omega Bible, was taken from the Alpha and Omega Bible as a restoration of the oldest Bibles. So the Alpha and Omega Bible is not a new Bible. It is not a new translation. It is a restoration of the oldest Bibles. And so in these Bibles, in Alpha and Omega Bible, it would be Jeremiah 37. But if you have a new Bible, which is King James or NIV, NIV or New American Standard or any of the other translations, it would be chapter 30. A lot of people don't understand that the King James is a new Bible. Being invented in 1611, only 400 years ago, in the large context of all of human history being only 400 years old, 400 years for a Bible is new in the context of human history. King James is not the original Bible, not even translated from the original Bible. It is new even from what is translated from. In Alpha and Omega Bible, Jeremiah 37 verse 1, if you have any other translation, we're in Jeremiah 30. Verse 1 says, the word that came to Jeremiah from Jesus, saying, Thus saith Jesus, Theos of Jezreel, saying, Write all the words which I have spoken to you in a scroll. For behold, the days come, saith Jesus, when I will turn back the captivity of my people Jezreel and Judah, saith Jesus, and I will bring them back to the land which I gave to their forefathers, and they shall be lords of it, rulers of it, masters of it. Amen. Now notice it says, my people, Jezreel and Judah. And that's huge, 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 because most Christians wrongfully believe that 
the Jews, which is Judah, are the only Israelites or the only Hebrews. When they think of Israel, they only think of only Judah, only the Jews. But here it says Israel and the Jews, meaning there's a difference sometimes. Now, sometimes the Bible does include the Jews within the name Israel because they are one of the tribes of Israel. But at one time in biblical history, the tribe of Judah did separate from the other family, from his brothers, from the other tribes, and live separate spot, have different rulership, had a different king, and even fought against one another. So the Jews are only one tribe of Israel but not all of Israel or Jews, amen? You've got the tribe of Manasseh, which were the forefathers of America. So the tribe of Ephraim, the forefathers of the British Empire. Reuben, being probably northern France and northern areas of very northwest Europe. You've got people from Iceland and Dan, Denmark and Ireland and Scottish and all those different people up in there in very northwestern Europe, the tribes of Israel, and the Anglo-Saxon people of the British settlers of South Africa, and the British rulers that came over to Australia and New Zealand and India and all across the world, wherever the Anglo-Saxon people spread all across the world and ruled the British Empire and eventually split off from England when they came over to America. Had the Revolutionary War and today is the 4th of July. Amen. So today is the Independence Day of America celebrating the division of Manasseh and Ephraim, where you had two brothers, two tribes within Israel fighting one another. Amen. Even as you had Israel and Judah fighting one another at one time. So this was meant to be, all of this was meant to be, that the tribes would spread across the world and brothers would fight brothers. That's all part of the plan. Amen. But we must realize the history of America. Amen. We must realize the history of America, and we must learn the lessons of history, both good and bad, the lessons of history we must remember and learn. Amen. Biblical history was written for our lesson, for our learning. Amen. And from Jeremiah, we can read both the lessons of history as well as the lessons of future prophecy. Amen. And almost every prophecy of the Old Testament has a greater fulfillment in the end time. Most people don't understand that. And we did a sermon about that one time. People think when they read the prophecies that were already fulfilled in Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel, 
they think, well, that's already done and over with. Why even read it? A lot of people, they think of the Old Testament and they only think of the law. They think of only Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. But the Old Testament is so much more than law and forgotten history and dead people. Amen. There are tons of prophecies for the end time. And there are commandments that are still intact, as well as the old covenant that was done away through the blood of Jesus. There's also commandments and laws of God that have not changed because it has always and forever, even before Moses and after Moses, always been a sin to unrighteously, unjustly murder someone for unrighteous reasons. Murder has always been a sin before Moses was born and after Moses died. Before Jesus died and after Jesus died. There are some laws that don't change. Amen. So it's important to read the Old Testament. The Old Testament is just as much part of the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, just as much important and just as Holy Scripture as the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And it says here, this prophecy says, I will bring back the captivity. That means undo. I will undo the captivity of my people, both Israel and Judah, all the different tribes, both the Jews and the non-Jew Israelites, the non-Jew Hebrews. So the non-Jew Hebrews, as I said, would be all the descendants, all the physical descendants of all the tribes, including America and the British Commonwealth nations. Now, so this is a prophecy that there would be a captivity as well as a deliverance from that captivity, amen? How can he undo the captivity unless there is a captivity first that will come upon his people. Amen. So many Babylonian pastors out there, your Assemblies of God pastors, your Baptist pastors, your Pentecostal pastors, even your Lutheran and a lot of other pastors out there of the Babylonian religious system, they would tell you, most of them would tell you, wrongfully tell you, that his people Israel, the Jews, that the Jews will never be defeated, that the Jews, that the nation of Israel would never successfully be invaded, that they would never be captive again, that all these prophecies are gone and done and over with. It's never going to happen again. History won't repeat itself. And those so-called pastors are very confused, and they do not understand the Bible. Amen. They've not read enough of the Old Testament to understand even the New Testament. You cannot understand the New Testament without reading the Old Testament because it is a complete Bible. Amen. It is all part of Scripture. Amen. For the most part. Amen. And they are pastors, they are leaders of confusion. Because that's what the word Babylon means. 
confusion. And they are pastors of confusion, and they are confused themselves, and they are leading others into confusion as well. They say Israel will never be invaded, and yet it will be. And it's prophesied, it is written in the Holy Scripture, it will come. And even though the Babylonian invasion already occurred thousands of years ago, history does repeat itself, despite what those confused men and women of Babylon believe and program and brainwash you to believe, despite what they say, yes, history will repeat itself. And prophecy almost always repeats itself. Amen. This is not only a prophecy for the time, the lifetime of Jeremiah's, but it's also a prophecy for the end time, the great tribulation. There will come a captivity of America and England and Scotland and Australia and South Africa and many, 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 many nations and all the allies of America, not only the Anglo-Saxons, not only the white race will be enslaved in the Great Tribulation, but also their allies, India and South Korea and many other nations. Amen. There are people scattered around the United States that over the years have contacted me to tell me about their dreams and their visions of the Russian and Chinese invasion of America. And for the most part, all of these different dreams have been almost identical in context of what they are seeing. People seeing either the Russian troops or the Chinese troops or both, and sometimes even some troops that seem to be like they're from Latin America, the Cubans, maybe some Mexicans, and people from Nicaragua and Venezuela. Because it's very clear that such nations will be helping Russia and China invade America. That's very clear. And they see the people, the communists, coming in into America on parachutes, coming out of the sky, dropping out of planes on parachutes, and the machine guns and the tanks and the bombers. And they see people running in chaos and screaming, terrified, and their own selves being shot. And why are they seeing their own self being shot? And why else would it be if they use common sense and the knowledge of God's character? Why else would it be other than to warn those people that they will be killed in the invasion? That it will happen or that it could happen if they don't repent. Either way, the invasion is coming. But their life and death depends on their repentance. Amen. And God always allows anyone and everyone an opportunity to repent. Amen. There's a man in the Bible, wasn't it, Hezekiah, that God said he gave him so much amount of time to live 
when the man asked God for more time, and God gave him more time. God is the God of second chances. And if I ever had a dream of myself being shot by the invaders, I would be doing some very serious repentance. Amen. That God may turn that back, undo that, and restore my life and give me more years to live. Amen. But the invasion is coming, no matter what. And you cannot pray away the invasion. People don't understand that. People don't realize that. You can't pray away the invasion because the invasion is a judgment for the entire nation, not just you. You can save your own life in repentance, but you're not going to save this whole nation no matter how much you fast, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you repent, because the fact is you're going to be the only one doing it. And you're not going to save the whole nation in your fasting and your repentance when you're the only one doing that and you're the only one coming to worship services and you're the only one keeping the seventh day sunrise to sunrise. You're the only one that's not keeping Christmas and Easter out of your entire family and out of your entire everybody that you know. You're the only one living for the Lord and putting God first. Amen. How are you going to save a whole nation in your prayer? or fasting. And if you can't save the whole nation in your own prayer and fasting, then how are you going to save the nation through guns and ammunition? Amen? Not going to happen. People say, but the Bible says that if my people pray and fast, I will heal the land. Yes, it says it. When it says my people, it means the nation, not one person. And you're not going to have all of America or all of Australia or all of India or all of Korea or all of any nation on this earth right now, not even the Jews. You're not going to. This is just reality. You just got to wake up to reality. Stop living in a fairy land, make-believe fantasy. The reality is the people are wicked and the nations are wicked and they deserve the judgment. Don't pray away the judgment when it is what they need. The judgment is what the people need. The Bible says that the repentance will come when the judgment comes. Amen. If you don't spank the child and properly discipline the child, the child will be spoiled, rotten, ruined, and very rebellious and wild and chaotic if you do not discipline that child. Amen. America needs a good spanking. Jamaica needs a very good spanking. Australia needs a good spanking. South Africa, Canada needs a really good spanking. Stop trying to save carnal, temporary nations and try to get your own self saved first and worry about the people that you actually know face to face that you can do something for. Amen. Put some seeds of the gospel of the truth out there. Distribute the flyers from the website that you can print out and distribute the flyers seeking a people. Amen. And be the hands 
from the eyes of God, seeking someone, that next one person, not the entire nation. But seek that one next person to be your brother or sister in Jesus Christ, somebody that is willing to hear you out, to read the Bible with you, to look to see what the Bible really says. Seek out that one person and put the seeds out there for people to find. But do not try to pray away what this nation as a group needs. Amen. The captivity is coming, but God also promises deliverance for his people. Amen. Now, when we talk about the physical descendants of these nations, we must also include their allies, and we must also include the spiritual Israel. Not only the physical Israel, but the spiritual Israel of every nation of every language, of every tongue, of every race. Because even though God is going to spank the white people, he is also going to spank the black and the yellow and the brown and the red. Amen. He's not going to leave out any nation, any race, any language. All people upon this earth, we all are guilty. And we will have to answer for our guilt. Even if we are saved and forgiven of our sins, we still must face the consequences of our actions. That is the law of gravity. That is the law of God. That if we touch a hot stove, we're going to be burnt. Amen. We suffer the consequences of our own actions. We bring those things on ourselves. And God is just to discipline the wayward child, even when that wayward child belongs to him, and especially when the wayward child belongs to him. Amen. Amen. Doesn't the Bible teach that judgment shall come first to the house of God? Amen. So just because you belong to him, don't think that you're going to escape all chastisement. Amen. And God's people, the church, should rightfully be chastised for their transgressions. Amen. But God would deliver us all. Amen. All of those that repent. God is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us and to purify us from all wrong. If we confess our sins, if we humble ourselves on an individual level, if we humble and pray and fast and repent on an individual level, person by person, individually, he will be faithful to us. Amen. And in the end, the nation will repent after the judgment comes. Amen. America will not repent of their pride and stubbornness until there is no America left. Amen. Then, then, then they will repent of their stubbornness. Amen. A lot of people won't repent until they have no house, no job, no money, no car. Once everything is taken away from them, they will start to repent. But not until then. That's the reality that we live in. For the majority of the people, even the majority of the pastors, 
even the majority of religious people, church-going people, Sunday and Saturday both, for the majority of people that think that they are saved, claim to be followers of Christ, for the majority of them, they will not repent until after being spanked by God, until after their own family members die, until everybody they know has been killed in front of their eyes, until they have lost every piece of money, every silver coin, every gold, every goon, everything they have, after they lose everything, and only until that happens will they repent. And that's the reality that we live in. And if you do not understand that yet, then you need to really seek the face of God for the reality that we live in, because that is the reality. It's a sad reality. But it's the reality. Amen. I'm not here to discourage you, but we are facing reality. We are facing the reality of the time that we live in and the wicked wickedness upon this earth that we live in. Amen. If we have spiritual eyes to see, then we're going to see and understand this. Amen. Now, let's skip over here to verse 7. That time of great tribulation, verse 7 says, for that day is great, tremendous. And there is not such another. It is a time of distress or trouble to Jacob. Other translations said it is Jacob's trouble. And Jacob was the man that was renamed Israel, who had all the 12 boys all the 12 tribes, so that would include the Jews and America and the British Empire. Amen. So it's a time of trouble not only for the Jews, but for the Americans and the American allies. But God will eventually save us out of it. Amen. Now, last night, here locally, this congregation, we watched online on the computer, we watched the American Independence Celebration in President Trump's speech at Mount Rushmore, which is in the state of South Dakota. Now, of course, we didn't watch the fireworks because I've already said previously in other sermons <clears throat> over the years that fireworks came originally from China, and China has a lot of fire worship. And I believe it is best to boycott the fireworks just to be on the safe side and avoid any possible fire worship. Plus, also, fireworks is a tremendous, horrible waste of money. Millions and millions of dollars every year are spent on fireworks all across America. And when that money could be and should be spent to help people. Also, the fireworks scare pets. Pollute the water, pollute the air, pollute your lungs, breathing that in. And I've always hated the feeling when those fireworks have that very loud explosive sound, how it just radiates right through my body and it bothers my heart and my mind and my soul and my body. My body, my soul, my mind, my psyche, and my soul, spirit, so both do not have never enjoyed that tremendous blast going through my body. I'm very sensitive to energy. 
I can feel the energy of rocks when I put them on my body more than anyone I physically know right now. I can feel that energy, and I cannot stand that blast. My wife also has always hated the blast of fireworks, and I can't stand the loud bass noise that people play in their stereos and their cars that radiates through my body. I cannot stand that vibration. Even an electric guitar, when they're playing heavy metal and so-called Christian rock, rock and roll with those electric guitars, the vibration energy that that makes is demonic, and it radiates through my body, and I cannot stand it. Amen. But because of all these reasons, we boycott the fireworks. Nevertheless, for our local congregation, we did watch the, the speeches and the reporting that was being done at Mount Rushmore, which is an American memorial to our founding fathers, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and other presidents. And when we was watching this 4th of July Independence Day celebration, we were not doing it for the fireworks. We did not watch the fireworks. But rather, it was just something for us to help celebrate and commemorate, remember, and respect and honor the founding of this great nation. This great nation was established by Jesus, founded upon biblical principles. The first American European settlers of America were Sabbath keepers, did not believe in Christmas, did not believe in Halloween and Easter. They actually, one of their first laws when they came to America in the 1600s, 15 and 1600s, was making laws forbidding Halloween and Christmas. And they kept the seventh day, and they were men of God that were the first settlers from Europe into America of the Anglo-Saxon race of the uh, British Empire and the uh, descendants of Manasseh and Ephraim. So this nation was founded upon the commandments of God. And we needed to listen to President, President Trump, his very important speech at this turning point of history. We are at a turning point of a time zone changing from one time to another. It was very important to listen to the president's speech. And I'm very glad that we did listen to his speech last night. It was a tremendous speech. And also the governor of the state of South Dakota, her speech, even though there should not be uh, so many women governors and women leaders, but I understand that if the men won't step up and take their place in leadership, that God will occasionally call a woman. He did call Deborah. He did call other women leaders. There are such things as women deaconess and women prophecies. There are such things as women leaders, but they should be the rare exception. Amen. We shouldn't have a whole lot of women pastors and a lot of women leaders and a lot of women governors and a lot of women presidents because that is not the natural way. Amen. The natural way is that God wants the men to step up to be the strong and the bold masculine leaders of society in every aspect of society and the church, government, business, work, everything. 
that is the natural way. That's the way it should be. But if the men are too cowardly and are wimps and won't do the work, then God will occasionally call a woman as an exception. And I have seen that in my life. But again, that should be an exception. But the governor of South Dakota, being a woman, had a very excellent speech. Both Trump and that governor, I don't know what I mean is, but both Trump and that governor both spoke very excellently, very good, very boldly against, maybe not boldly enough, but very boldly against the communists that are trying to destroy America from within. And they spoke of those people that are tearing down the statues of America's forefathers. And even though we are against, in this ministry, we are against statues of people because they are graven images. We're against those things. But the communists, the black, so-called Black Lives Matters, the Antifa, these groups, the Democrats that are pulling down the statues all across America, they're not doing it for God. Amen. They're not doing it for any good or righteous reason. They're not. They're not doing it for any right reason. They're not doing it for God. They're not doing it because of the commandments of God. They're not doing it for any righteous reason. But rather, they are tearing down American history, trying to erase history, destroy history, and they are showing their disrespect for those founding fathers. A lot of times, just because someone had a slave. Well, I'm going to give you breaking news. <laughs> Amen. Breaking news. America did not invent slavery. America did not invent slavery. Amen. The African nations themselves had slaves. Amen. The African nations, during those years of the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, the African nations would be fighting other African nations, their neighbors, even as they do now, and take those nations, when they invade one nation, take that nation, the inhabitants of that neighbor nation, as slaves. They did that before the British Empire ever even came to Africa. The Africans had black slaves. America did not invent slavery. And there is still slavery in Africa to this day. And the Muslims still practice slavery, both white and black. There are white slaves in Africa today. And all of the white people of South Africa are in slavery today, even though they don't admit it, and they're not all of them in chains. But there are white people being murdered in large numbers and persecuted and hated for, their, for the color of their skin all across South Africa today, being perpetrated by the communist regime of South Africa that overthrew the Anglo-Saxon British people that were rightfully ruling South Africa. 
and this communist dictatorship that we see in South Africa today is not a democracy at all. And we are seeing the, the Anglo-Saxon descendants of Manasseh and Ephraim there in South Africa being under the, the threat of genocide right now. But who is doing anything about it? They're tearing down statues of white forefathers of America, but they don't say a word about the white genocide that is occurring in South Africa under the leadership of black communists right now. Where is anybody saying a word about that anywhere? Amen. They're tearing down white statues, but someday soon those same people will be worshiping the black stone. They tear down a white statue in order to replace that with the worship of a black statue, a black stone of Mecca. That black stone of Mecca, the image of Allah, the image of the beast of Revelation 13. The Islamic prophecy proclaims that in the end time, when Israel, when the Jews and the infidels are being beheaded, that the black stone of Mecca shall speak forth and command the killing of the Christians and the Jews and the infidels and anyone that would not worship that stone. And I believe that prophecy. Even the devil knows prophecy. Even though that is an Islamic prophecy of what shall happen to that stone, it matches what the Holy Scriptures tell us will happen. Even the devil, even the Muslims, even that very demonic, satanic religion of Islam, even they know end-time prophecy better than most of your average, everyday Christian. Amen. I am totally against the tearing down of these statues in America because of why they are tearing them down is to destroy America. That is the reason that they are doing it. So they are not just destroying pagan graven images, but rather they are actually, what they are actually really doing is trying to bring down America and bring in communism. That is the goal of Antifa. That is the stated goal of Antifa. And that is the goal of Black Lives Matter. That is the stated, publicly stated goal of their leaders. It is not about freedom for black people. Freedom for black people, they've been free for decades in America. There is not sympathetic, way if not sympathetic, I can't speak English, system-wide there is not system. <laughs> yes. Yeah. God. One syllable is wrong or one letter is wrong and yet I can speak in Chinese. And yet you know Chinese. Yes. 
simple, I cannot say it, but system-wide, system-wide, there is no such thing as system-wide American racism against black people. So I want you to know down there in Jamaica, and I want you to know in Africa and Europe and all across the world, I want you to know that CNN and BBC and all those other mainstream communist regime organizations, they are lying to you and giving you a false impression of America. For God's sake, we had a black president for eight, four years. Racism against black people. Of course, it exists. But it is not system-wide. It, it is not a huge problem in America anymore. That time is gone and past. We have gotten past that in America. We have black leaders in the Trump administration. Dr. Ben Carson is a black man that Trump himself appointed over the American HUD organization that is over the health and urban development of the housing authority and government housing. And many, many other, many other black leaders and senators and state representatives and governors and mayors and, and, and sheriffs and chief of police and business owners all across America. Herman Cain, Alan West, and many other black leaders. There are multimillionaires and leaders of American government and business and society and church. Amen. Racism against black people is not a huge problem in America. So stop believing the lies of the communist CNN, communist BBC, communist NBC, communist mainstream news media, fake news, as Trump is very right about that. They are fake news and communist Black Lives Matters, and communist Antifa. Stop falling for their propaganda. Amen? I live in the South. I live in the redneck land. And I myself am a redneck. And that does not mean that I hate black people. It doesn't mean that I would not hire a black person. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't be friends with a black person. It does not mean that I am racist against black people. What redneck means to me and to most redneck is that we love country music, that we love the country, that we love old school, old fashioned ways, that we believe in God, we believe in the Bible, we believe in America, our nation, as founded by God, biblical principles. We believe in helping the poor. We believe that if a person needs something, truly, truly needs something, that we would take the shirt off our back and give them our last dollar and our last bite of food. Old-fashioned Southern hospitality, cure and compassion. That is what redneck means to me and to most Southerners. A redneck is a man of honor and respect. 
to both white and black. You've got to stop falling for the propaganda. God is good. Amen. There is a much larger picture that you need to see. If you have spiritual eyes, the reason they are tearing down these statues is because they hate America and they want to replace America with China and Russia. These people are foreshadowing what we see in with these statues coming down. This is a symbolism of what is to come an invasion, a communist invasion of America. American symbols are being removed because America itself will be removed. Amen. It is a foreshadowing of the future removal of America. And we are seeing the uprising of the communists already, already overthrowing America. Now, yesterday and today, we are celebrating the 4th of July independence of America. And we are seeing a prophetic sign of the lunar eclipse occurring on this date. The lunar eclipse being the second out of three heavenly signs that we're seeing in only six months' time, in only six months. Three heavenly signs, the sun, the moon, and the stars. And the lunar eclipse today is the second one out of those three. The prophetic sign of the lunar eclipse occurring on the 4th of July paints a dark picture for America's future. The 4th of July is when most Americans are looking up into the sky at night when the moon is most visible. Therefore, that makes the significance even stronger especially in connection with the solar eclipse that just occurred on the first day of summer and also the coming great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn on the first day of winter. These heavenly signs in the sun, moon, and stars are telling us that, that an even more major event is to yet still occur in the sky. And that will be what is called in 2 Thessalonians 2 is called the strong delusion or the strong deception, 2 Thessalonians 2. Now, Matthew 24 calls it the abomination of desolation. Daniel 12 also calls it the abomination of desolation. It is the same event that is going to occur in the sky. That strong delusion, and that has the evaporation of SD, strong delusion. South Dakota last night, Mount Rushmore, also has the same evaporation of SD. Amen. Praise God for giving that to me. So the, the strong delusion, or the, the South Dakota, the strong delusion will occur on the date of Perm in the spring, which is, or winter, late winter, early spring, which is 30 days before the invasion of Israel. The invasion of Israel will occur on the first day of unleavened bread, which is the day after Passover. How do I know these things? 
because I've read the Bible and read it again. Amen. And prayed and studied, and God revealed these things to me in the Scriptures. And you can read it yourself. It's proven in the Bible. It takes a lot of study, but I've laid it out for you to where you can look it up yourself, to where you can study it yourself, to where you can research itself. It's laid out in simple form on the ministry website and I saw the light ministries dot com slash dates dot html and that article will prove to you, give you the scriptures, lay out all of the study, very simple, to where you can very clearly say, very clearly know, very clearly understand that absolutely the strong delusion will occur on the day of term. Now the day of perm would occur in the month around February, March, not November. Amen. And the reason I say not November is because in the past two days, God showed me something. First, I'm going to tell I'm going to go through the process with you of how God showed me this about something else, about a claim of the invasion happening this November. It's a false prophecy. The invasion cannot happen this November because the invasion will happen in the spring. Amen. So this is how God led me about this false prophecy, which you need to know about because you're probably going to see it somewhere on the Internet. And it is my duty, it is my responsibility to warn you against wolves in sheep's clothing. Amen. Do not fall for the false prophecies. Now, a couple of days ago, God led me to look up about an internet company called Patriot Mobile. Now, I heard about Patriot Mobile many years ago, probably maybe the same year or soon after when it started in 2012. So I've known about it for a really long time. But Patriot Mobile, I heard some advertisement for it again recently in this past week. Patriot Mobile is an internet phone company alternative so that you can get away from paying Verizon, T-Mobile, Boost Mobile, AT&T, and other internet companies because all of those companies, every one of them, give money to the Democrats and fund abortion, Islam, and homosexuality. All of the Internet companies, and all the other ones as well, are all very evil, demonic companies. So in 2012, there was two Babylonian Christians, patriots, American patriots, conservatives, who came up with the idea of starting a new Internet phone company for Christians and conservatives that don't want to be supporting those demonic companies. It's a good thing. And, of course, they have to rent the cell phone tires from Sprint, and so Sprint still gets some of the money, but not much of the money. Most of the money goes to this Christian company. And that way, we're taking a lot of the money away from the demonic corporations and breaking free from those demonic corporations more and more. So it's a good thing. And I will probably be signing up 
within the next few days. And if you're going to sign up too, I ask that you wait until I sign up so I can give you a, re a refer, referral code so that you can probably get a discount based upon my referral. And then I will also earn a discount as well. And you can do that as well. After you get signed up, you can refer other people and get $10 a month off for an entire year, which is a great deal. And if you sign up six people and they actually stay signed up, then you have free internet and free phone for a whole year if you sign up only six people. But the, they have to stay signed up. They have to keep their membership. They have to keep signed up for that membership. And I do as well. We all have to. We have to stick it. If we do this, we have to stick to it because if any of us drop out, then we lose our free phone. But what you love, free internet and free phone for a year, and at the same time, not be funding abortion and communism through Verizon and all the other companies. Amen? So I think it's a great idea. But through that process of researching that, I saw uh, an advertisement where there was somebody named Dana, Dana, a woman named Dana, which is a very unusual name to me, very rare, very unusual name. And the advertisement was a girl, a woman, holding a really big, powerful gun, some kind of assault rifle, and wearing black nail polish. Now, of course, that's very wrong to see a woman acting like a man holding this big, bad, powerful assault rifle, and it's also bad that she's wearing demonic black nail polish. And that name is very unusual to me. In less than 24 hours after seeing that advertisement, less than 24 hours, probably more like 12 hours, I came across the prophecy, the false prophecy about November. And it's not really focusing on November, but that comes up in the video where there is a Babylonian pastor named Pastor Dana, who is a man with this woman's name, the same woman's name that I had just saw in like 12 hours' time. And in the video, he tells people to stock up on guns, to buy guns. So I know the connection, the name and the guns, connection. Now, God is showing me this. Very clearly, this is God bringing my attention to this false prophecy because I need to warn you about it. And we don't need to run out and get a whole bunch of guns and stock up of guns. Now, I do believe in having a gun for self-defense. And I do believe that if a man comes in or two or three men comes into your house and wants to rape your wife, that if you can't beat him off from her, if you can't defend him physically with your fist, then you better shoot the bastard. I do believe in, in a man protecting his wife, his children, his house, his family, his business, his church. I do believe 
in self-defense using guns. But there is a difference between that and stocking up a whole bunch of guns and forming a militia and trying to fight off the communists and trying to prevent the invasion of America because you can't pray the invasion away you can't fast the invasion away, and there is no way that you're going to be able to stop the Russian and Chinese airplanes and tanks with your assault rifle. The forming a militia is not the solution. And stocking up with a whole bunch of guns is not the solution. And getting a, a big, powerful machine gun or some kind of big, powerful assault rifle is not the solution. But having one small, simple gun is reasonable and wise. But these big, powerful assault rifles, I do believe, should be banned. Because the only people that's going to use those are fools and the lawless. And they're not going to help you in the Great Tribulation. Now, in this video, this Pastor Dana, a man with a woman's name, says that back in December, he had a dream or three dreams or two or three or one, so many dreams, I don't know. Maybe he had one dream in December and then another dream later and then another dream later. But it started in December. And the dream in December, he saw people wearing masks all over America and tons of protests all over America. People sitting at barcades within cities and protesting, wearing masks, setting fires and chaos all across America. So very clearly, he did see, and I do believe it. I don't believe he's lying. I have a really excellent discernment that God gave me. I really believe that he saw in a prophetic dream the protests, the virus, the epidemic, uh, the uh, Chaz, Barcades up in Seattle, I believe he saw all of that in December. But the problem is that he had a wrong interpretation of the November events to come. He saw on a calendar that God showed him in March, that things would intensify and things did intensify in March. God showed him the month of June of this year as well, and an intensification in June. And then God showed him November. And when God showed him November on the calendar, everything exploded. The calendar itself into a million pieces and, and chaos and Russian troops and Chinese troops and in South America and Washington, D.C. And, and Washington, D.C. totally on fire, destroyed everything in November. Well, that would be a wrong interpretation of what he saw because I know what the Bible says and I know that the invasion cannot and will not occur until spring. And I do believe it's going to be this next spring. Now, it might be another year or two away, but I believe that there's a 99% chance, I believe even more, that it's going to happen this next spring. Now, regardless of the year, the invasion cannot occur until Passover, no matter what the year is. So there's no way it could occur in November. But I believe that he did see November. 
And I believe that what the correct interpretation of the dream would be is that when November comes, that because of whatever happens with the election, either the election does not occur or Trump loses or Trump wins or Trump is assassinated or, or removed from office or impeached or whatever happens in November, something related to the election and Trump, that chaos follows. That there is something about the November election, something about it that brings in total chaos all across America. And that chaos eventually results in the Chinese and Russian troops, which would occur Passover in the spring. And if it's truly uh, related to this November, then I believe, and I believe, totally believe it is, then I totally believe that we will finally see the fulfillment of the strong delusion on the day of Purim, which is 30 days before Passover. Study that dates article to understand better what I'm saying. Now, in the video, Pastor Dana claims that he knows many other preachers preaching God's word, which is ridiculous because the land is filled and overflowing with fake pastors, not true pastors. So he claims to know other pastors preaching God's word, and he saw hundreds of pastors preaching God's word, but I can't even find one other pastor. Well, actually, now I can say I have. Praise God. I can now say that I actually do know two pastors preaching God's word in Nigeria. But in America, I have looked, and I have looked for years. I have looked repeatedly and cannot even find one other pastor in the United States really and truly preaching God's words. And yes, Kiki reminded me of several months back, she had a dream of Trump being rushed away. And chaos coming into America. And uh, there's been many other people all across the United States and the world having dreams and visions of Trump being rushed away into hiding. Hopefully, he'll be protected and safe. I pray that God will preserve his life all the way into the end of the tribulation and rise up Trump after he repents, because he needs to repent really bad of his pride. And uh, some, a few other things as well. Trump's worst sin is his self-pride. And he's getting a lot of bad advice from communists that are and Babylonian preachers as well. Getting a lot of bad advice from Babylonian preachers. And he's going to have to come out of Babylon and he's going to have to tell his wife, who's a Catholic, to stop worshiping the Pope. And he's going to have to get control over her and forbid that demonic worship in the White House. So he's got some things to repent of. But overall, he's a great man and a great president. So I do pray that God will preserve his life 
all throughout the great tribulation, if it be God's will, and raise him up in the last months of the war, in the last months of the great tribulation, when God has promised Ezekiel 38 and Ezekiel 39 to restore us and turn the war around and defeat China and defeat Russia in those final months of the Great Tribulation. I hope that God will use Trump to do that, but we'll see. Nevertheless, it is impossible for this pastor to be correct that there are hundreds of pastors preaching God's word because what they are actually preaching is Babylonian religious craft, false doctrines, which leading to the judgment coming in. The reason why there's going to be invasion of America is not just because of abortion, not just because of witchcraft and Satanism and atheism and communism and Islam, but also the invasion is coming because of Pastor Dan, because of his false doctrines, because of the false doctrines of the Babylonian churches, the Baptist churches and the assemblies of God churches, because of the Trinity doctrine, because of the pre-tribulation doctrine, because of the once saved, always saved doctrine, because of Christmas and Easter and Halloween, because of the compromise of these weak pastors, because of too many women pastors and too many women leaders and too many women wearing the pants and too many women wearing the short hair and looking like a man. It is because of all of that crap that the invasion is coming. Amen. And he has Christmas videos on his YouTube channel. And he, he leads church on Sunday. He has church Sunday worship services. Therefore, it's very clear that he is part of the confusion and part of the reason the invasion is coming. He is the blind leading the blind. He also posts a lot of news articles from a website called, a very bad website called The Dave Hodges Show which is one of the worst places that you can get any news from, even though they occasionally have some good news and reliable news. But overall, it is not a reliable, trustworthy source for news. And yet, this is really the only news source that he actually posts. And therefore, that shows that he doesn't have any discernment. He is part of the very system that is going to be the reason why we need the spanking to come to America. Amen. He is also a Pentecostal denomination member, pastor of a denomination called the Assemblies of God, which recently I've been seeing a lot and hearing a lot of evil coming forth from that denomination. Over the past few weeks, more than ever before in my life, over just the past few weeks, I have repeatedly, repeatedly, and repeatedly seen evil come forth from that particular denomination called the Assemblies of God. And I knew that I would see something else. I was waiting for it and expecting it. I knew that it would be something else to come forth from that denomination. Now, he did have a true prophetic dream. So was that prophetic dream from God? Or was it from Satan, the devil? Now, God can use even Babylonian preachers 
Now, a Babylonian preacher has no right and no authority to baptize anyone or to lead anyone in God's word because they don't know God's word. Amen? And, but God can still use a Babylonian preacher to touch and reach someone if you yourself are seeking God. Because God can use even the wicked. God can even use even the devil himself. God can even speak through a donkey. God can speak through a demonic television set. God can speak through a demonic movie. Amen. God used the very demonic man named Stephen King, who wrote a whole lot of horror movies and horror uh, books. Very demonic man. But God still used Stephen King to, to tell me about the virus and to tell you about the virus back in December in the same month that Pastor Dana had the dream. God led me through the urging of the Holy Ghost to send forth in the newsletter just two words, Captain Tripps. Captain Tripps being the, the nickname of the virus in the movie called The Stand, written by Stephen King. And so it was a, a code, it was a, a clue to me and you and to all of us. And I wish some people would testify about this. I don't know why I have to ask for it. I wish some people would testify publicly in multiple places that in December, you received a newsletter with just two words, Captain Trips. And that that is the nickname in the movie The Stand by Stephen King for the virus that wiped out the world's population, that killed a lot of people. That was God speaking, not me. Amen. It was God speaking. And I had sent that. Twice, I had spoke about it in the sermons over and over in December and before December. God continued repeatedly over and over trying to warn me and to you. I didn't know it at the time what he was really trying to say. I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't, I didn't understand that there would be a virus epidemic to come forth within the coming months. But we cannot deny that God was talking to us and trying to get us to understand. Amen? And we need to testify about such things. When God speaks, I mean, you know that God has spoken and done something like that. It is responsibility of every one of us, not just me. I know I'm the leader. I know I'm the big mouth. But Every one of us has a mouth to testify, and it is every one of us our responsibilities to tell the people we know, our families, our friends, the people we know and love, to tell them what God has done, and to tell them about how God spoke, and to tell people on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on MeWe, whatever social media that we have available to us to find a way to get the message out there and to testify of what God has done. And once you have done it one time, don't just check it off the checklist and say, okay, it's done. 
But keep speaking about it. Keep speaking about it. Don't forget the miracles of God. Keep witnessing. Keep testifying because there's always another new person, another new friend, another new contact, another new group, another new associate, another new friend, another new person that have not heard it yet. It's important that we keep the memory alive of ancient prayer, of miracles, of God's revelation, of God's voice, of God speaking to us and telling us and forewarning us of what's to come because what's to come hasn't happened yet, all of it. But people still need to be warned. They still need to hear about what God did in December. Amen. And therefore, we know that God can use the wicked, even wicked movies, movie writers, TV, music, movies, and even Babylonian preachers. God can give true prophecy too, even if they're lost, even if they have no power and authority to lead you in God's word. Why would they do that? It's because God knows and God understands that there are sheep that still need his direction. And those poor blind sheep that are blindly, ignorantly following these false pastors they still need God's word, and there are members in those churches that are seeking God. Even if their pastors are in confusion, even if those pastors don't have any discernment, even if those pastors don't know and understand God's word, there are people sitting on the pews that are seeking and praying and asking God for a sign, for the truth, for revelation, for prophecy. So God will even give a true word. I've seen it many, many, many times. Many times when I used to go to the Babylonian churches that I heard God speak through Babylonian preachers. It happens all the time. But nevertheless, we still have to leave Babylon and come out from underneath those blind pastors that are also not only given God's word, but are also giving false doctrine and leading people to damnation. Not telling them what you've got to do to really get saved. Not telling them that you must be born again to baptism for the forgiveness of sins. You don't get baptized just to be a witness to God or just to be an example to others or just to make a public proclamation of your faith. That is not why you get baptized. The Bible says in Acts 2.38 to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sin. That's why we get baptized. And if you got baptized for any other reason, then it wasn't a true baptism. You get baptized for the forgiveness of sins. You don't pray and pray only. But you got to put action to your prayers. Not just be a hearer of the word of God, but a doer of the word of God. Too many people are just praying and talking and blabbing their mouth to God when what they need to do is get up off their butt and do something about their faith. Amen. Don't just pray for a job. Go out and get it. Amen. Don't just pray for somebody, but actually go to that person and talk to them. Amen. Do something about your faith 
do something about your life. We're not supposed to be just the mouth of God, but we are also supposed to be the hands and feet of God. Amen? So stop blabbing in prayer for two, three, four, five, six hours a day and get out of your house and go and visit the nursing home and the hospitals and the sick and the lost and the blind and healing the sick and casting out the demons and witnessing to people and distributing the flyers, whatever your calling is. Whatever your calling is, get out of your house and do it. Or get on the Internet and do it. Amen. God is good. Amen. I'm burning up. I feel the lake of fire up here. Praise God. <sighs> Praise God. Now, Revelation tells us, Revelation 18 says, Come out of her, my people. Amen. We've got to come out of the Babylonian churches. Now, it could have been God that gave Pastor Dana the dream, but it could have also been Satan. Sometimes even the devil knows prophecy. Sometimes even the devil can give someone a true prophetic dream. I've seen it many times. It is for the purpose of helping. The devil would give somebody a true prophetic dream for the purpose of helping the fake Christian followers or even the true Christian followers continue to follow a fake pastor. Amen. I've seen it over and over and over. It happens all the time. Don't think that the devil can't tell you the truth about something or give you a, a true prophetic dream or a true vision. Because I've seen it a million times. Because it is an excellent way for the devil to trick the sheep to continue and continue and continue to fund and support and follow the wolves and sheep's clothing. Amen. So that the blind will continue to lead the blind. We are in a very extreme spiritual war. A lot of Christians say that they know we're in a spiritual war, but they don't realize how real the war is, how bloody the war is, how intense and extreme the war is. War is hell. Amen? War is hell and nasty and bloody and murderish. It is violent. It is not calm and gentle. In war, you're going to have spies and tricks of the devil. The enemy has all kinds of tricks. You've got to understand this. You need to understand how extreme the war is, and the devil is very sneaky. Amen? The Bible says that the serpent was more clever and wise and sneaky more than any other beast of the field. Amen? 
So don't think that the devil can't give a true prophecy to a wolf in sheep's clothing. True prophecy, or let me say this, a true pastor and a true prophet is not confirmed through just one fulfilled prophecy or even two fulfilled prophecies. A true pastor of God or a true apostle or prophet of God is confirmed by correct biblical doctrine. Amen. So a person such as Pastor Damon, even though he saw a dream, a true dream of the pandemic and the protests, just because that that one prophecy or two prophecies came true does not automatically, does not automatically mean that he's a true man of God. Now, he may be, but I don't think he is unless he repents. Now, he has an opportunity right now to repent because I did contact him. And we'll see what his response will be. He has an opportunity to repent. He has an opportunity to re-examine his beliefs and his doctrines and his interpretation of November. And we will see, and we will pray. I will pray that he will be a true man of God. I pray that it was God that gave him the dream. I pray that this man take this opportunity and seize upon this opportunity to really examine himself and what he believes and what he teaches and to lead his church out of Babylon. That is our prayer. And yes, it can happen. But, and I must throw that but in there because I live in reality. And I've been around the block a few times. I'm not a young man anymore. I've lived enough to know that the majority of the time, these Babylonian pastors never, ever, ever examine themselves about what they teach. They're too proudful, too stuck, too stubborn, too stiff-necked to confess any fault of their own to confess any false doctrines, to even go back and re-look and re-study, even fast or pray about what they have right and what they have wrong. It's extremely rare, not impossible, but it's extremely rare. But we pray that this will be a rare man of God. Amen. So I don't know whether it was from the devil or whether it was from God. Either way, do not believe his interpretation of November because the Chinese and Russian invasion cannot happen according to the word of God, according to the divine plan of the events occurring on the holy days. The sixth seal represents the sixth seal event. The seventh seal represents the seventh seal event. Things cannot happen out of order. God is not the God of chaos. God is the God of order. And the end-time prophetic events will occur on time, on time. God will be on time. I can guarantee you that God will be on time. 
We might not be on time. God's people may not be on time, but God will be on time. Amen. God is a true man of his words. Amen. Now, let's turn quickly to Daniel 11. Daniel 11. Whoever gets there first. All around page. 161. Huh? 161. Page 161 in the paperbacks. Now, I'm going to try, try to get out the updated Alpha and Omega Bible before the end of July. I'm no, no promise, but I'm going to try. And I, I'm asking for your prayers, everyone, if you please pray that I'll be able to do that because time is short. Amen. Time is short. I've got to get these published. I've got to get these updated. And this has got to be delivered to multiple nations. So we've got to, we've got to rush. Time is short, and I want you to understand time is short. Some things are going to have to change. We're going to have to reset our priorities because time is short. Daniel 11, let's go to around verse 40 or so. Let me look at this. Daniel 11, verse 40. It says, at the time of the end, he, talking about the Antichrist, talking about Assad, shall collide with the king of the south. There is talking about either Israel or Egypt or Saudi Arabia. And he will also collide with the king of the north, which is talking about NATO, the North America Treaty Organization, which America and Turkey are both members of. So if Assad colliding or coming to war with America and Turkey and NATO and coming to war with someone else, either Israel, Egypt, or Saudi Arabia, and shall come against him with chariots and horsemen with many ships. This is a Middle Eastern war. It is what Revelation 13 calls the deadly head wound. And it says that they shall enter into the land and he shall break in pieces and pass through. It's a violent war. So what we're seeing, going to see, is a war in Syria. And it says that there are going to be many ships. Many ships. And these chariots and horsemen, this is symbolic language, for military equipment, tanks, planes, other military equipment, and then your ships. So I believe that between now and March and April of next year, that we're going to see the Middle Eastern War where America and NATO will send many ships again off the coastline of Iran, Syria, there in the Mediterranean Sea, the Red Sea, and so forth, the Suez Canal, and so forth, and have a major provocation 
there. I believe we could see the dams, the Hoover Dam, the Grand Coulee Dam, because God did give me those dreams back in 2008, and maybe 2009 as well, I'm not sure, about the Hoover Dam breaking, not from an earthquake, not from a natural event, not from a flood, but rather from a terror attack. And then another man up in the state of Washington had a vision of the Grand Coulee Dam in Washington State, it also breaking on the same day, only 30 minutes apart from the breaking of the Hoover Dam. And my nephew also had the dream of the Hoover Dam breaking as well. And other people across the United States have also had dreams of the Hoover Dam breaking. And I believe it will be the Hoover, the Grand Coulee, and other dams across America in another 9-11, another major organized, orchestrated, timed, synchronized, blowing up of dams across America. And I believe that that could be the calysis, the propelling, the what propels, what brings to be the war in Syria. There could be other things that light the match as well. There could be other things involving, which is some uh, the explosions at the nuclear plant in Iran in the past few days. Probably Israel probably did that. They've done it many times before, and that's a good thing that they are reducing Iran's nuclear ability. It's an excellent thing that happened. But it's another provocation. We're going to see multiple provocations. We're going to see multiple matches set on fire. We're going to see multiple things worldwide, not just one thing. Multiple things happen with Syria. Iran, Israel, uh, Korea, India, and other battle lines, other battle fronts across the world. This is not just one battle. But Syria will be the most important battle and the most major battle and the battle that really, 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 really sets off the major part of the major war of World War III. That would be the major calluses, the major uh, starting point. So we need to keep an eye out using conservative news sources. You've got to understand that every time you load the website that is mainstream media, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, BBC, Sky News, those liberal left-winged News organizations, every time you pull up their website, they earn money. Even if you don't send them any money, even if you are not a subscriber, they earn money for every click, every time you go to their website. And you are funding abortion by going to those news organizations because they have advertisers that are paying them per click. I notice for a fact because I have been an advertiser on the internet. I know how it works. Advertisers pay per click. 
and they pay per page load and they pay per thousand page loads and things like that. And the advertisers will not continue to advertise if the people don't go to their websites. So if people stop going to these liberal websites, the advertisers would withdraw their advertising. So they are making money from your visits to their websites. So in the same reasoning, we need to support the conservative news websites so the advertisers will fund them instead, right? So the advertisers will withdraw the advertising from CNN, and those same advertisers will say, well, if CNN is not giving, getting as many visitors anymore, what website is getting the visitors? And the websites that we need to be funding by going to their websites is like Burhart and BitChute. And I've got a list on the news website, the news uh, group on MeWe. Those websites, can anybody give me a couple of those? Burhart and I'm not talking about social media, I'm talking about news, block conservatives, news sources. Huh? No. All right, well, you can look it up on me, We're all asleep right here. I'll put everybody to sleep. But you can find it on our news group on MeWing, the list of conservative sources at the very top of the page. So we can expect war in the Middle East and more chaos and more virus and more protests and more everything that's bad. It's not going to get better. Amen? And then you look at Daniel 12 here, verse 1. Daniel 12, verse 1, and at that time, talking about the end time, during chaos and war in the Middle East, Michael the archprince, or archangel, shall be taken out of the way. That's referring to 2 Thessalonians 2, where something is taken out of the way. The Babylonian churches of confusion would teach you to believe that the Holy Spirit is taken off the earth, which is ridiculous, and that the church is taken off the earth, which is also equally insane, ridiculous. God is not going to remove the church from the earth when the lost people need the church as witnesses. Amen. The lost people in the great tribulation is going to need you and me Telling them the truth about what the Bible really teaches. God is not going to remove the truth from this planet. Amen. Until it is time at the end of the tribulation. Amen. So it's actually Michael the archangel that is taken out of the way who stands beside the throne of God. He's going to step away from the throne of God only momentarily, only for a few seconds, few minutes max, to allow the abomination, a blasphemous abomination called the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians 2, which is the manifestation 
of the Antichrist, and I use the word Antichrist, I know it's not the biblical word, not the biblical word for the son of perdition. I know the Bible never calls him the, the Antichrist. But I use that vocabulary because we do have new people listening. We always have new people listening, either today or tomorrow, whenever they listen. But the one they call the Antichrist will manifest himself, as the Bible says, seating or sitting in the seat of God, in the temple of God. And the temple of God is not on earth, but rather it is in heaven, because the Bible says so two times in the book of Revelation, that the temple of God is in heaven. A man standing on the temple mount claiming to be God will be laughed at and will not have a large following, and the world would not worship him. Just a man standing on the temple mount, the world would not follow. He would not be the Antichrist. If you have a man standing on the temple mount today saying, I'm God, they would come and arrest him, and nobody would follow him. So you got to get out of that old way of thinking of Babylon. It's just going to be a man on the temple mount saying, I'm God. Because that is not what the Bible really teaches. Amen. It is going to be a heavenly event where these heavenly signs and the sun, moon, and stars are pointing us toward that. A event in the sky. Amen. A huge event. In the sky. The Bible calls it a strong delusion because it is not a weak deception, but it is a strong, powerful deception. Where the whole world, Revelation 13, says that all the people, except for only the saints whose names are already written before the foundation of the world. Other than that, the whole world, the Bible says, will worship that demon who will sit in the seat of God, in the throne of God in heaven. That's why Michael steps away to allow the fallen angel, Bashar Assad, evil be his name, sit only momentarily in a blasphemous abomination of God's throne. People say God would never allow that, but God allowed people to spit in his face. Yes, God would allow it. God did already allow his holy temple to be defiled twice in history. And history will repeat itself again. Amen. And it says here that at that time there should be much tribulation now, Michael the Prince stands over the children of your people. Then there should be a time of tribulation. Such tribulation has never been before that time that there was a nation on earth until that time. Then your people should be exalted and lifted up after the tribulation, even everyone that was written in the scroll. So it jumps ahead of time from the start of the tribulation to the end of the tribulation. People have got to understand that, that the Bible does that. People need to understand the Bible better. And to understand it better, you've got to read it and 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 read it slow and read it in prayer. Amen. 
and verse 1 and verse 2, drunks three and a half years apart between each other, between the start of the tribulation and the resurrection that occurs at the end of the tribulation. You have to read Revelation to understand that. You have to compare Daniel with the book of Revelation. That's the only way you can understand it. Amen? But these things are going to occur. Now, what else? Quickly, is this, it's time for people to do the following. It is time. It is time. And a lot of people are not on time. A lot of people are still delaying and going too slow. You've got to understand that these next few months are going to be chaos. We are already seeing an increase in the virus epidemic all across America and worldwide. The virus has come back with vengeance. More death, more chaos, more riots, more lawlessness more wickedness, things are only going to get worse. You've got to respond. Some of you that are listening need to change your life somehow, some way. I understand that some of you listening have already changed your life as much as you can for now and that you are in a waiting stage. I understand that. But there are some people that are listening that need to take action immediately, quickly, within these next few days, weeks, or months. It is time to get more serious about the truth and your salvation and what the truth really is. And it is also time to stop going to college and universities because going to college or a university now is a waste of time and money and focus and energy. It's in vain. Soon, there won't be any work. There won't be much work. There won't be much jobs. We already have over half of the American population without work, without jobs. Certain businesses are still only allowing only certain, only so many employees because certain businesses are not allowing uh, customers in the stores not allowing customers inside the restaurants. So the staff that are working at the restaurants and stores are, is cut in half or down to almost nothing. So there is over half the American population jobless, and that's only going to get worse. It's amazing. More and more jobs are going to disappear. Financial security is going to disappear. And not only in restaurants and stores, but a lot of all kinds of other businesses that pay even better, a lot of those jobs are going to start to disappear more and more. So it is in vain and it is ignorance to think that by continuing to spend time and energy and focus and money on going to college to get a better job and a career, is blindness to the time that we live in. Time to wake up to reality. College ain't going to help you. It's time to give up that and change your life. Quit college and get a real job and be a grown-up 
and get out of your parents' basement and lay down the video games and grow up and get a real job in a factory or a restaurant or store or business if you can find one or washing cars or mowing yards or trimming the bushes manual label manual labor is very good for the soul amen and women by nature and god's design are supposed to be the wife of a man and the men are supposed to take care of the house either your dad your uncle your brother your husband Whoever the male leader of the house is, he is the one that is supposed to support the woman financially and physically. The woman is supposed to cook the food, wash the dishes, wash the clothes, clean the house. This is God's design. This is God's will. If a woman does work, it should be woman's work, like babysitting, sitting with the elderly, helping the sick, nursing, helping children, teaching children, taking care of the, the sick and elderly, cleaning, being a maid. those type of works those type of jobs that men shouldn't be doing because men need to be out there digging the ditches men need to be the soldiers the police officers the firefighters the factory workers amen both genders need to fulfill their roles amen And if a woman cannot find a woman's work out in person, then maybe she maybe she can make some money on the internet or something, but you have to be careful about that. And pray for God's leadership. Amen. Every woman really should pray for a male leader in her life. A woman without a man, without a dad or uncle or brother or son or grandson or husband, a, a woman without a man leader in the house is a woman that is lost to some extent in direction, lost in direction. And if it cannot be accomplished now, then God can bring it about if you ask for it if you ask for it if you seek you shall find amen but we need to be turned back to the old path and the bible says to seek out the old path and follow therein we need to go back to the old-fashioned ways and when i think old-fashioned i'm not talking about the 1920s 1930s, 1940s, 1950s. I'm talking about Bible times. I'm talking about the way things were 2,000 years ago and 3,000 and 4,000 years ago. That is the kind of old-fashioned 
lifestyles that we need to live, every one of us. Farming, gardening, horse and buggy, living off the land, raising our own food as much as possible. And if we can't do it now, we need to at least plan for it. In addition to being serious about what the truth is and our salvation, going, stop going to school, stop going to college, we need to get out. Some of you, I know some of you can't get. Everybody's different. Everybody's an individual. Everybody's in a different place in their life. <clears throat> some people can't, but some people can. And those that can should go ahead and get out of the large urban areas. The large cities, it's time to get out if you can. And it's time to get out away from the coastal areas for some of you, out of Florida. Florida and Jamaica are going to be horrible, horrible, horrible places during the tribulation. It's not going to be safe. You ain't going to have nowhere to run if you are on an island. Amen? There's no way I would be caught living or dead in Jamaica on an island where there's no place to run, where there's going to be hurricanes and earthquakes and invasions from Venezuela and Cuba coming in there on Jamaica. Uh-uh. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to stay there. There's got to be a way of escape if you seek it. If you seek it, you will find it. Amen. Puerto Rico, the same thing. People that live in hurricane zones, it's not wise to live in a place where you know there's going to be a hurricane again and again and again and again. It's not wise. Time to get out of that chaos. Amen. Time to get out of such places, even in Arkansas and Texas and California, state of Washington and Oregon and state of New York and these places that have liberal, communist, leftist governors. Time to get out. If you live in a place where there's a Democrat mayor or governor, you need to get out because you are funding with your taxes the communism that's being enforced to that governor or that mayor. So if you're funding, paying taxes to a city or state that has a Democrat mayor or governor or leadership, you need to stop supporting the devil and get out and go somewhere where your taxes will pay for the conservatives, the Christians, the Republicans. Amen. You need to be wise about your choices, about where you live and what you do with your life, who you're funding with your taxes, and what websites you're watching and reading and, and supporting. Amen. Time to get away from all the coastal states of America because the Tsamis will be coming. The invasions, the coastal states will be the first touched by the landing ships and tanks. Amen. And the nuclear bombs. And you've got to understand this. Travel, once we get into November, and I do believe November will be a great increase in chaos 
And once we get into November and December, and January, February, and March, and April, it's probably going to be much more dangerous to travel at that time. Much more difficult, much more dangerous, and much more expensive. Look how already it's difficult to get from one place to another. There are certain towns and certain states where you cannot enter or leave. There are certain nations you can't get into. It's almost already impossible to get from one nation to another, and even certain states one to another without the police pulling you over. And it's only going to get worse than that. So if you wait to the last minute, if you wait until you see the Russian soldier right in front of you, if you wait till you actually see the nuclear bomb, it's going to be too late. The time to travel and the time of wisdom and the time of daylight is now. I believe that people need to take action as soon as they can. Everybody's different. Everybody's in a different scenario, different situation, different everything. But there are people that can go ahead and start the process now of getting out of certain areas. And who wouldn't want to go ahead and be part of the ministry even more and be part of the family even more and part of the congregation ever more? We are not computer chips. We are not computer, computer profiles. Amen? We're real, living human beings. And every one of us, by nature, by God's design, we need hugs. We need to see one another, touch one another, hug one another, kiss one another, because that is God's design. We need to come together physically not just spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, but physically, because we're going to need one another's body warmth. We're going to need one another's hugs and support and encouragement and smiles and tears in person. We need one another. I need you. I need people here that can do things, that can assist in the work in the kingdom of God. I need secretaries and people that will go fetch things and do things and do things. We need more help and more assistance right here where we are operating this worldwide international ministry. We need more help. We need more brothers and sisters. My wife needs a hug from her sisters. E.T. in Australia, she needs a hug. Brother A.J., he needs a hug. Amen. We need human companionship. Stop saying that you can do this alone. And stop saying you don't need a man. Because every woman needs a man. That's God's design. And if a man can't be a husband then it should be a local pastor, a brother, a son, or somebody in the truth. But we no longer need people who are not in the truth. We're trying to reach out and bring people into the truth. 
And if they refuse, then we have to leave them behind. And yes, there will be many tears and much heartache, but we must be willing to take up our cross. And our cross is heavy. It is heavy. It is not light. We need to take up our cross, deny ourselves, deny even our husbands, our wives, our children, our grandchildren. And yes, I said it. I know you never heard it before. Because you've always been brainwashed by Babylon that you can never divorce, never forsake your family, never forsake your friends, never forsake your parents, never forsake anyone for anything. Always forgive, 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 forgive. Everything. You, you, they teach you you need to forgive the person that raped you, forgive that person, forgive the person that murdered your brother. What nonsense. Ridiculous nonsense. The Bible says that if your brother offends you, rebuke him. And if he repents, then forgive him 70 times, 7 times. People only want to read only part of the Bible. They don't want to read the verse before it or the verse after it. They pick and they choose and they slice apart the Word of God to fit their programming of brainwashing from Babylon where they want you to stay with the family that treats you like a dog and just forgive them, forgive them, forgive, 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 and let them treat you like a dog. I say, come out of her, my people. Come out of such foolishness. Come out of such insanity. Amen. We are in a war for our soul. It's time to be delivered of this programming. Time to come out of Babylon. It is time to make tough decisions. And to stand up and be one body, and one spirit, one mind, and one accord. Now, don't waste any time, because time is short. And in what time you got left, whether you can move or can't move, this is something else we need to do, is some of us need to buy some more supplies. Write down what you still need and get it, and get it now. If you have to go out and stand on the street corner begging for money in order to buy it, then go do it. Swallow your pride. Go out there and stand on the street corner. Hold up a sign and tell people you need help, and people will help you. People will help you if you ask for it. Swallow your pride and do what you need to do to get the money to get to safety. And to have the supplies you're going to need for survival. Amen. And you need to learn survival skills. You need to learn how to start a fire, how to build a fire, and other survival skills because whether you have money or don't have money, you're still going to need those skills. And you can have all the money in the world and you can have all the supplies in the world, but if you don't know how to use them, it's junk. You've got to practice 
those survival skills. If you can, go camping and practice those survival skills. Practice on fishing and hunting, starting fires, and other survival skills. Get busy. You ain't got no time left. Time is running out. Chaos is only going to increase in this world over these next few months. Amen. Well, I thank you for listening. I want to praise God. He is so good to us. Uh, two nights in a row that I've not had the severe pain in my intestine, belly, stomach. Praise Jesus for that two nights in a row. Now, I still don't feel perfect. I'm still weak and everything. I have to be careful what I eat and how much at one time and how far I walk and everything. But I'm feeling so much better and doing so much better and eating so much more now. Amen. I pray to Jesus for that. And pray for our pastors in Algeria and our brothers and sisters in the United Arab Immigrants, Korea, Australia, India, South Africa, Philippines, Jamaica, America, and across the world. And for anybody that's listening, that is listening in secret or not active, I'm asking you, please come out of hiding. Contact me. Let me know you're listening. And let's be friends. And if I've kicked you out of this ministry, it was for a reason. And it's time to swallow your pride, confess your sins, and come back into the ministry. I invite you to come back into the ministry, but you have to confess your sins in order to do it. You have to confess your sins to yourself, to God, and to me, because I don't take well to false accusations. Amen? And when you do your brother wrong, you have to confess to your brother that you did wrong. And if you're willing to do that, then I will welcome you with open arms. Amen. I'm a forgiven person. But according to the Bible, forgiveness requires repentance first. And Babylon wants you to forgive everybody, even if they don't even confess their sin, even if they don't even admit their guilt, even if they don't repent. They want you to forgive everybody for everything. That's not biblical because even Jesus does not forgive anyone unless they confess their fault first and repent and be sorry for their sins and stop sinning and change and turn around. And yet the Babylonian preachers want you to be more holy to God, more holy than God, and forgive people who have not repented. When even God does not do that. You see how insane that Babylon is, they don't know the Bible. They think they do, but they don't. It's time to leave those churches and come and be part of this congregation. I understand that not everyone's supposed to come here. Some people have got to stay in your nation so that the people in your nation can learn from you what you are learning from me that I have learned from Jesus. Amen.
Brother AJ, I very much admire because he knows he's got to stay in Korea because I don't know the Korean language. He has been appointed by Jesus Christ to be in Korea to teach the people in the Korean language what the Bible really says and what the Bible really demands and what the Bible really wants from us, what God wants from us. Amen. And Sister Kiki in Australia, she knows that God has put her there in that nation to witness to her people. And this is God's design. I do believe that for some people, they are to stay in the nation that God put them in through birth. But if I was on a little island, no way would I stay. So we have to use wisdom. Different people have different situations. Praise God for the sermon today. Be prepared for increase in chaos in November because I do believe there will be at that time and even before then and after then that I believe there's going to be a huge bump in the road in November. Be prepared for it. And if it doesn't happen, we'll still be prepared for what happens the next month. Amen? If you stay prepared, there's not going to be any bad fruit from staying prepared. Amen. Okay, I got to cool off. I am burning up. Amen. Praise God for his presence in this place. Praise God for every brother and sister in the Lord. And the congregation said, I want everybody out there to say amen after I say that the congregation said, and the congregation said, amen. amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.